Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Last time this week, I'm going to turn the joint up. Broadcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the world-famous Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. My main man, Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. Coming up on the program today, continue to go through some of these coaching hires in the NFL. Give you our opinions on it, how it can shape fantasy football in 2019. I think that mock draft is going on. I know if I'm in, I got to make a pick pretty time sometime soon. The uh, first mock of the year. The uh, Frankie Stanford spreadsheet joint. And um, I'm going to try to run through, at least try to get through Saturday's games. Looking at some player propositions for these contests this weekend. Telephone lines obviously always open. 844-843-6879. Jim, what's up with you? Hey, Corey. How you doing? Happy Thursday. And did I just hear you say last show of the week for you? Yes, the last show of the week for me. Are you off tomorrow? I will, Are I will, we off tomorrow? No, no, I will not be on the morning after on the Fantasy Football Frenzy tomorrow. I have, oh, okay. I have, a, I have a maintenance day. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, you know, us, the talent has to maintain themselves, Jim. We have to refresh ourselves from time to time. So I'm taking what they call a maintenance day. Does that include refreshing talent? <laughs> yes, it includes. Yes, that's how the talent refreshes with a maintenance day. Are you cool with that? When do you take your maintenance day, like, Jim? Like I have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, when is your when do you have a maintenance day, a scheduled maintenance day coming up? Uh no, Corey, I'm doing seven days a week. There ain't no maintenance days for me. You need a maintenance I'm, day, Jim. I'm, I must not be talent. No, no, you're the talent. You're the talent, Jim. You 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 need a maintenance day too, Jim. What's what's up with the maintenance day? Hey, I, I'm just trying to keep busy, Corey. I feel you on that one, my man. I, I don't I don't see where we're live on YouTube. Um, I was going to say what's up to the Goonies, but I don't see. Or maybe my stream is not working. Maybe YouTube is down. I don't know. But anyway, shout out to the Goonies. Um, I'm quite sure the YouTube stream is out there somewhere. Um, bang, bang, bang. Jim, let's get into some of these coaching hires. And um, I want to start with uh, Cliff Kingsbury. K-double. K.K. Arizona Cardinals. Former Texas Tech head coach. Uh, I think he just took a gig as the OC at USC. Jim, why, why are the Cardinals taking the organization backwards? <laughs> Um, you know, everybody, you know, that everybody's trying to hit on that Sean McVay wonder bullet. They want to get these young guys in there and hoping they come in with some creative uh, offenses and, you know, try to mimic some of these college offenses. And that's what they're shooting for. That Don't seems to be the big bullet right now. Would have been better with Kingsbury, get him into the NFL, OC, get him acclimated with, you know, the NFL way of life and stuff like that. Or this is, they're throwing him to the fire. 
they're putting him in a position to fail. Well, they are. I, I agree with that, and I, I totally, totally agree. You know, pushing him right to, you know, that head coaching job is kind of nuts. Um, but we shall see. You know what? What's even killer for me is, you know, one one of the things that that I saw yesterday is that Matt Lafleur. You know, they they bring him in. They talk about a guy who made a meteoric rise, and they bring him in and they sign him to a four year contract with a fifth year option. Now, why the heck are you going to do that? You know, there's a good chance this guy doesn't make it out of year two if he doesn't turn this this offense around. Yet you sign him to a four year contract with a fifth year option. It just look. I, I understand wanting silly. to take a chance on a, a young you know young coach that you think can do something for you, but to pay for for four years and with a fifth year option to me is just ridiculous. And now this year, I mean, the Packers are still on the hook for about $14 million for McCarthy. So now, you know, I mean, for $9 million for McCarthy. So now they're on the hook for a coach this year for $14 million bucks. $14 million into their coaching. I, I didn't know that, that 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 part of the deal right there, Jim, but that's a that's not a good look at all. Um, We both agree we like the kitchens higher in Cleveland. We think that kitchen, Baker Mayfield, they should push ahead into the future. We both give though that higher thumbs up, correct? Yeah, I'd like to see what he can do with a full year on his own. Look, again, we, we keep talking about these guys. We don't know what they're going to do as head coaches. We just You're don't. Right. Yeah, we, We're going to learn just like the team's going to learn, just like everybody else is going to learn at the same time by it happening. But, look, you know, he did a lot of good things with this offense since he came in with Baker Mayfield, really turned his game around, uh, you know, made a lot of positive impact. Hopefully he can continue to do that as the head coach. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, and and that'd be a good thing for Cleveland because I do want to see the Cleveland Brown organization do well, and I think they got a good thing with Baker Mayfield. So hopefully, they can keep that going. Uh, Denver Broncos continue to do what the Denver Broncos do. They go to defensive route and hiring their head coach. They tap Vic Van- Fangio, excuse me, from the Chicago Bears as their next head coach. Um, and Fangio comes into a situation much like the situation that Vance Joseph was was in. You, it's it's like Elway wants a defensive minded head coach build a stout, great defense, and more or less he wants the defense to carry the offense to the championship, much like it did when John Elway won. And I, I agree. I, I have no problem with this one. I, I mean, if you're going to take a, a gamble on a guy like this, I, I like it. I mean, he has turned around every defense he's been a, a coach for. And, and, you know, that's always been, you know, Denver has always been built around that heavy defense, and that's what they want to get back to. That's when they had their best seasons, and that's what they're trying to achieve. I get that. You know, the biggest question is, you know, what does Gary Kubiak do for you as offensive coordinator? And Jim, I just don't why see it. Do they keep like they do. They not want to get better offensively. I, I, I yeah, I don't get it. You know, and everybody, oh Kubiak, oh what a great hire! He won a Super Bowl. Yes, in the seventies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, some of this stuff is it's just nuts to me. You got people out there saying, "Oh man, forget the young bucks. Go out there." hire all these guys that have been around forever that, you know, know this game. And you know what? Though all those guys are available because they sucked at their last job. There you go. <laughs> That's why they're You're still right. available. <laughs> so why not take a chance on a young coach, but don't pay him for freaking four years. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. And of course, the one that nobody gets, Jim, you go out. It seems like the Jets are pushing the right pieces, <laughs> making the right moves. You get Donald, you know what I'm saying? We like the way Donald looks, thinks he can develop uh, pretty good. Bowles had to go. I get it. You got your franchise quarterback. 
And then you go and hire Adam Gase. <laughs> what in the hell was that, Jim? And I know Frank waxed poetically about it earlier because Frank, being a Jet fan, it's just like, wow, this is pitiful for the most part. Like Adam Gase, who was terrible in Miami, terrible with a capital T, and now I almost feel like Jet fans are doomed. This is I almost feel like the Jets are going to be hiring a coach again two years from now, Jim. Oh, I, I don't disagree with that at all. And I, I'm really glad that none of the, the windows in your studio open to the outside because uh, I was really worried about Frank during the PFFs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe take a leap out that window. Um, uh, yeah, I don't get it. Like Frank said, and like everybody's saying, Gase is still living off the fact that Peyton Manning had 55 touchdowns while he was the coach. Um, and, and that's what he's living off of. And everybody's still pointing to that as his one achievement because there's really not much else to point to. No, he's supposed you, to be the quarterback know. whisperer. What is he whispering to these quarterbacks? Throw the ball out of bounds? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget, guys. Our guys are wearing white today. What you say, Jim? I can't that's, his, that's his big coaching thing to the quarterback. Don't forget, guys. Our guys are wearing white today. Yeah, that's the most important thing. That's when you need to whisper that to them. A lot of people say that Ryan Tan, like, he's supposed to be a developer of quarterbacks. Like, it's like, it's like me saying, Jim, I develop, uh, I develop basketballs. And then you say, okay, show me a basketball you develop. And I say, well, it's a work in progress. Wait, and wait. it's not round. And it's, yeah, 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 and it's, a, it's a rectangle <laughs> basketball. Jim, what the hell are they? I, I, I'm baffled. And then, Jim, not only do you have, now you got the New York football head coaches or Pat Shermer and Adam Gase, two of the least media-friendly dudes in the world, <laughs> in the in media capital of the world. Yeah, right. <sighs> <laughs> I, I don't care about that. I, I don't. I think it's give important, two Jim. about that. I think yeah, it's important. I, I, I don't care about that side of, aspect of the game at all. I don't. It is what it is. You're going to get that. Look, Bill Belichick's been one of the least friendly coaches forever. That doesn't stop him from winning. Um, so that, that doesn't, I, I don't care about that. Um, and, and I still like Pat Shermer to a degree, you know, he finally realized mid season that they had to start moving Eli around to start having some kind of success. And they did, they started to play a little better when they moved him around. So did he, um, you know, so I, I still have a little bit of hope for him, but Gaze, I, I mean, I haven't seen nothing from him that would make me want to hire him as my head coach. No, I, I can agree with you on that because he just don't got it. Not not head coach material, but listen, we could be wrong, and he could go down to be the best head coach in New York Jet history. So, so we got a replacement in New York. Where are we at on uh, in Miami? Nothing, nothing of yet, right? Or oh, Miami still waiting from the kid for Dallas? Yeah, the only two that still need to be filled for head coaches are Bengals and Dolphins. All right, and Bengals is looking like Hugh Jackson really could get this thing. Oh, man. <laughs> it's crazy, Jim, but he, uh, I would say he was the favorite right now. Well, if you wins that job, then whatever the over-under is for Vegas for them for wins next year, I'm taking the under. Yeah, I, I would agree that's probably a smart idea. That team got a link. Got, they, it's, it's not just going to be Hugh. See, that's the whole thing. This is, how you, this is how the Hugh Jackson thing start, right? You hire Hugh Jackson, and then the first thing I said, well, it's not just him. So I'm already building in excuse, excuses for Hugh Jackson. It's like Hugh Jackson is an excuse-proof coach, almost. Explain that. No, because my, my initial thought was, okay, you bring in Hugh Jackson, 
but then there's other pieces that are missing too. So I'm already giving Hugh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm already saying, okay, Hugh is not just the only one that's messing this up, but it's a good chance he probably is the only one that's going to mess it up. He hasn't shown me anywhere anything that says he could be a head coach. As a coordinator, I think he does a good job. As a head coach, I haven't seen anything yet. He hasn't done anything to show me that he can be a head coach. And for some some of the team to take a chance on him, you know, I, I know there's history there. They know him. They work together, yada, yada, yada. But point to something, anything at all, that points out that he was ever a good head coach. And I, maybe I, I'll change my thought process because I can't find it. No, because everybody would say, well, he's a player's coach. But now now the players in Cleveland hated him. Yeah, I, I, again, there's absolutely nothing I can point to that says he should be a good head coach. Nothing. Um, you, you know, nothing. Not, not a damn thing. <laughs> All right, so Gase is Miami's open, Cincinnati's open. Everything else has been full. Yeah, you Carter. got the Bucks with Bruce Arians. You got Cardinals with Cliff King- Kingsbury. You got Packers with Matt LaFleur. Broncos with Vic Fangio. The Browns with Freddie Kitchens. And the Jets with Adam Gase. All right, so you got two head coaching positions yet to be filled. Interesting to see how those two shake out over the course of the next couple of weeks. As I'm pretty, I don't know. I, I still think Jason Garrett can catch it before the end of the season's over, too. But I might be the only one that feels that way. Um, he wins another game. He ain't going nowhere. Jim, I don't care if he wins the Super Bowl. I don't care. I'm just telling you, he wins another game. He's not going nowhere. Thanks, Jim. I'm just telling you the, the uh, real, real reality of the situation. If he wins another game, if he loses his game, maybe. But even then, I don't think he goes anywhere. But if he, he wins his game, he's absolutely not going nowhere. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're brought in Arians. Arians brings in Brian Leftwich to be his offensive coordinator. So you get Leftwich, former quarterback, in the room with Jameis Winston, a lot needs to be done there. Now, with that being said, Jim, I'm not certain of this, but Brian Leftwich is not a play caller, is he? No, Arians will be calling the plays, I believe. Man, Absolutely. That's tough, um, man. Why is that tough? I mean, Arians is well, yeah, a great if you're play a head, If you're a head coach, you might get and coach. Yeah, that's true. I'm saying it's tough because he got to be the head coach and call the plays. But then I guess if you're the head coach, you probably would want something to do with the play calling. Well, especially if you know how to do it and you're good at it. (laughs) If I was a head coach and and was as good at calling plays as he is, I'd absolutely, you know, I'll bring in an offensive coordinator. He's going to run all the little nitty-gritty. I'm still the one calling plays. Well, it makes sense. Have you ever called plays before? Like besides Madden? (laughs) No, not besides Madden, no. (laughs) Jim, check that off. Jim Day, not a play caller for when I put my franchise together. Um, So, Leftwich to OC in Tampa. Kevin Stefanski is uh, going to be the new offensive coordinator in uh, Minnesota. Well, he took all he took over after um, DiFilippo was ran out out the joint. So they keep Stefanski. He's a play caller, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, it's important that you be able to call plays. And then, of course, as we already talked about, Gary Kubiak is going to be the um, head coach. Excuse me, the offensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos. Um and you, you he's called plays, but that might be not a good thing. He called plays in the seventies too. All right, so John Harbaugh safe, right? Well, no, there's no guarantee with John Harbaugh at all at this point. He, he's still got a sign on the dotted line. He hasn't done that yet. There must be a reason. I, I would say absolutely not safe, um, especially with the way you know all the stories coming out about how they finished the season and how the offense didn't change from the two weeks. Prior, when they paid, played the same team and the same team had all the reads on him, yeah, I would say he's anything but safe at this point. 
Ooh, breaking news from Fantasy Taz. Doug Marone, safe. I think he's safe for now. <laughs> wow. um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But, man, I just – another one I'm just not sure of. All right. Ron Rivera, safe. Uh, I think he's safe for now, yeah. Jason Garrett, yeah, safe. Yeah, I don't – man, I, ah, man. If it's me, he's not safe at all. I, I agree. think with Jerry Jones, I, I think he is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I agree. If it was me, he wouldn't be safe either. You can get it after a wild card game. You know what I'm saying? We saw that happen last year. It can definitely happen. But I think Garrett's in a good spot right now. We agree, Ron Rivera. Um, some of the dudes that are out there still, let me ask you if you know anything about these cats, Jim. Uh, Dennis Allen, the Saints defensive coordinator. He was in, in you know, I know he had an interview with the Miami Dolphins. Obviously, um, still waiting to see how that goes down. Do you know anything about the Saints, D.C.? Uh, just that, you know, he's run some good defenses. He definitely turned that defense around last year, uh, although they got off to a terrible start this year for no reason. I couldn't, still can't figure out. Um, I, I think he does a good job, but I, I don't know if I want to go to Miami. I'd rather stay with the Saints than go to Miami. Feel you on that one, 844-843-6879. Telephone lines open. We look at some player props for Saturday's division round games. It's the Frenzy. If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now and keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called... The IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-215-1727. 800-215-1727. That's 800-215-1727. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. What's happening? Yeah, yeah. Fancy Football Friends, the FNTSY Radio. Actually covered all Wild Card Weekend. Don't forget, boys will be here. Got Jim and Joe. 
Basketball Lesson Essentially, there'll be your pregame show on Saturday. Don't forget, we got an early start on Sunday morning. Leading you up to kickoff of the division round games. Telephone lines open 844-843-6879. Before we get into some of these player props, let me head out to my man Craig in Wisconsin. Craig, what's good with you? Hey, it's Clay here. How you doing? Clay in Wisconsin. Thank you, Clay. What's up with you? Yeah, the truck driver. <laughs> I'm pretty good, man. How you guys doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Where you where, where you where you driving through? Over in Minnesota today. Nice. Cold out there. Joint, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Get to go past that uh, Minnesota Vikings stadium pretty quick here. Oh, nice. That's cool. But, um, yeah, it is pretty cool. I get to see a couple of these things every now and then. But um, I wanted to touch base on something. Um, in, in, regard, in regard to McCarthy um, and in regard to Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Uh, as you made a comment that um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, maybe kind of wasn't doing that well. And, you know, he, he wasn't being maintained in the locker room. And then, like, say, McCarthy, he was having coaching issues. I wanted to ask you guys, get your input, if you think it's a thing where it's a thing where the games evolve. You know, McCarthy was around for a long time in a West Coast offense, five-man spread, trips left, trips right. But the game has evolved to where the pass-catching running back is literally dictating points of the game. Like, you got your Gurley, you got um, McCaffrey, you know, both, I mean, even um, – um, not Ingram, but Kamara, you know, Breeze isn't throwing. He's not chucking three to, you know, three, four hundred yards all the time anymore. There's, I mean, that running back is a huge check down. Do you think the game has evolved to where that's a necessity that coaches need to start figuring out a game plan around? Because the future is it's now. It's happening. The game is it's happening. So essentially you're saying that you think the game may have passed Mike McCarthy by – I think I think the I think the bickering back and forth with Aaron Rodgers had a lot to do with it. Um but it it has the game passed him by. I don't know if I can go that far because it's not like the Packers were like terrible offensively. You gotta understand Aaron Rodgers also basically towards meniscus in week one and played through it the whole season. The injury to Geronimo Allison, I think, was a big detriment to them also. They haven't really been stout running the oh, football. I don't know if the game is past McCarthy by. I do agree with a lot of your points. I think dealing him a different hand and having Aaron Rodgers' best interest in would have helped this team out a lot. But it's interesting, Jim. Has the game – you're not Jim, – Jim's not the biggest McCarthy guy. Jim, has the game passed him by offensively? I, you know, it's not so much that it's passed him by. He's still a relatively young guy. But, you know, what we're seeing now is that in the old days, a running back was a running back, wide receiver was a right wide receiver, tight end was a tight end, yeah. and that was it. They had their roles to play, and that's what you ran with. Nowadays, what we're seeing with the better offenses is, is that all these players are intermatching. You're getting running backs running wide receiver routes. You're getting wide receivers playing running back. You know, all that kind of stuff, moving these guys around, and that's when you're starting to see the innovation. You're getting guys doing different things as opposed to, oh, he's just an X receiver or he's just a Y receiver. You know, or he's just a slot receiver. The the good offenses are moving these guys all over the place, creating, you know, um, hardships for defenses to hold up. And McCarthy just wasn't doing any of that. Well, you made a comment that his offense was anemic. And it was. That, and that, to me, that makes me think that what, what playbook does he have left? Because how long has it been since the Packers had 
someone that was aver- actually averaging 4.6 yards on a regular basis aside of Vermont Green. Uh, uh, Eddie Lacy in his rookie year? That's yeah, really it. Well, I know. I know. So we haven't even, for a decade, if you think about it, almost a decade, we haven't even had a real opportunity to develop a pass-catching offense. So that's why I ask, you know, like you said, that anemic offense, well, well, we've got to make serious changes. I mean, and that goes How you feel about question. the LaFleur hire? That's what I'm just about to ask. <laughs> what do you think about that? Like, to me, it seems to be like – that's a real cheap guy to open up a lot of extra payroll, man. Like a lot of extra, a lot of extra money. Because what what's he gonna do? I mean, what has he done? I don't like. Listen, I think it's tough for first time head like coach it. coming in the room with Aaron Rodgers. I think that's tough right there because you come into the room, that's you're supposed to be the fun. big dog, and the big dog is sitting right. there looking at you. I think it's tough. I I right. think I, I think they'll be back in the head coach field another two years from now, two yeah. three years yeah, from now, they'll be looking that, for a coach. From what I'm hearing about LaFleur, he, he doesn't brook any of that crap. Really? You, you, you play his game, you play his game. That's it. If you don't like his game, well, then, you know, something's going to be done with that. Now, I, I know Rogers hard to move, big contract, all that crap, but ultimately it's going to come down to how well can LaFleur, you know, manage Rogers. Um, you know, he's got to get Rodgers out of what Rodgers' comfort zone is. He's got to learn to use those tight ends. He's got to learn to use those young wide receivers. And he's got to use those backs in different positions. I agree with all that that you just say, Jim. And 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 um, and I hope that everything works out for your Packers, my man. Play. Oh, man, me too. Yeah. I got one more thing. One What's more up? thing. Um, I, I want to give you guys an email or something so I can get in uh, one of your leagues. <laughs> Hit up Jim. Oh, there'll, be, there'll be plenty of leagues coming once February hits. Once we get past the Super Bowl, I'll be running leagues all the time. You'll hear about them on the show pretty much on a daily basis, dude. I am going to run at right, least sure. 300 best ball leagues on my fantasy league. You go right there, Jim, running well, 300 uh, best ball leagues. I listen to you guys every day. Thank you. My man, holla at you, Clay, 844-843-6879. You want a diagnosis on your favorite team going into 2019, excuse me, hit us up at 844-843-6879. Indianapolis Colts, Kansas City Chiefs take place on Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. It's Saturday. No? Nobody? Oh, all right. I figured we got no veteran to sing with you. <laughs> I figured Jim will uh, back me up. Let's get into some of these player prop gems. Let's start off with the boy Wonder, the MVP of the 2018 season. You get a little bit, you get late. You got 108, minus 108 in juice. I'm looking at the FanDuel Sportsbook. You got 108 in juice on Pat Mahomes over 314 and a half. You got 118 in juice on under 314 and a half. Pat Mahomes' first playoff start in Kansas City. Yeah, it's a, you know, everybody's point. Oh, first, first time quarterbacks in the first playoff start usually tank and, you know, don't have good games. And, you know, while it's very possible, Indianapolis is playing really good right now, um, playing really good football. But I think this is going to be a high scoring game. I, I, the, the over under 57 for me is the best bet of the entire weekend. Uh, and I am absolutely going to put some money down on that this week. Uh, but outside of that, I, I mean, I like Indy getting the points. I, I think Indy has enough to, to stay with Kansas City, but I do think Mahomes gets over that 314. I think he's going to be throwing a ton. Ooh, Mahomes over 314 is on the Jim Day docket. Andrew Luck 
We're looking at 305 and a half, 305.5 player prop on Andrew Luck. Playoff game, probably going to be the comeback player of the year. Already got a wild card victory under his belt. Now he takes his Indianapolis Colts and that attack into Kansas City to go up against the defensively challenged Kansas City Chiefs. Jim, we taking the over on the 305 and a half? I am, absolutely. Uh, you know, I definitely love that bet, actually. I think Luck is going to have a big game. Again, this this is going to be a, a game I'd be surprised if we're looking at less than 70 points. Both these teams are going to come to play, and I, I keep saying this, I think it's going to come down to whoever has the ball last is going to be the winner, but I think it's going to be a tight game. I love those points. I think that's just too much to give to a, a really good Indianapolis team that has you know, some good, experienced players on it where Kansas City is going up with a, a lot of guys that really haven't been at this point yet. Excuse me. Not you, Am Jim. I boring you? No, it wasn't you, Jim. I just, I'm just, you know, I told you I need a maintenance day, Jim. <laughs> so it's, it's not you. Actually, you're doing a fantastic job. Um, Damian Williams, rushing yards. I tell you what, they have not skipped a beat since Kareem Hunt has been uh, kicked off the team. Damian Williams, rushing yards, 47 and a half, Jim. Ooh, 47 and a half. Wow. Seems uh, low, don't it? That does seem low. I, I, I like the the uh, combined the combined yards a little better, but over under half forty. Hmm. You know what? I I gotta say he goes over. I I know Colts have been playing really good defense, especially against the run, but I I still think Williams is going to go over that. Which one you like best? The combined? The combined is seventy eight and a half. I like that. I like, like that, that a lot. Than, I think than he the, the single rushing. Yeah, because I think he does. I think he does a decent amount of damage through the air. Pat Mahomes rushing yard over under 16 and a half. That's a good that's one about, right there. Like his average. Yeah, that's that's uh that's on the number. Yeah, <laughs> it's right on the number. I, I'll tell you the truth, I probably wouldn't bet this, but if I yeah. did, I have to go over 16 and a half, just so low, but I, I wouldn't bet this. I wouldn't I wouldn't bet that either, but I think that's a good call on your end. Marlon Mack, 74 and a half rushing yards. Now, here's where I have a question with Mac again. You know, if Kansas City gets out to that early league, what happens to Mac? Mac goes to the, the, the side and Naheem Hines comes in. But I'm just not sure Kansas City gets out to that early lead against this defense. So I think I'm going to take if, take this bet. If I take this bet, I think I take the over. He's just been running to get it good. If he gets enough opportunity, he should be able to put that that number up easily against this defense. And this 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 one right here won't be on my ticket. I think it's right on the number. I would leave this alone, but if I did lean one way, it would be with the under. Next is superstar wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill number Jim is sitting at 79 and a half. Give me the overall day and twice on Sundays in the game that should be up and down. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if Sammy Watkins plays this week. I, I know they're trying to yep. get him out there. They need to have that number two wide receiver out there. But I, I, I'm with you. I, I think this is going to be up there. And if I think it's up there, I, I have to agree that he's going to have to be a big part of it. So I, I, I take the over as well. When's the last week Sammy Watkins played? Ooh, it was quite a while ago. I think he's, what, missed since? Week, was it I don't week know. I'll go look it up. I'll go look it up for you. You know the thing? When is this dude? Is this dude ever going to play? Like, son legit don't play. Well, that's always been his problem. He just can't stay healthy. What's the latest injury? A quad? Or the, is, the foot, is it the foot again? I don't remember what it was now. He's such an afterthought to me, Sammy Watkins. It's such an afterthought. I don't even know what the injury is. He, he tried to play. Last time he tried to play was week, uh, I think that's week 10. Week 10. 
Wonderful. Yeah. And here it is. We're going into the division round of the playoffs, and, and you're still questionable. Oh, my God. Travis Kelsey, over under 48. Excuse me, 40, please. People, if I was 40, people would be jumping on that now. 84 and a half is the number for Travis Kelsey. 84 and a half. Okay, I was going to say, dude, when you started saying that first Jim one, I'm like, say, oh, give the, me the over. Give me the over, please. Jim was about to say, over. put the mortgage on it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think I'm gonna go with the over again. How's Indianapolis been this season? Guarding the tight end, all is Kelsey such a weapon that it doesn't even make a difference what it is? Because I think this time of year, even if you have success against a, a certain position or a certain group or a certain unit, this time of year, especially when the player is a player like Travis Kelsey, I think we can kind of throw that out the window. What do you think? What, 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 where, where are the Colts in when it comes to guarding the tight end? Uh, culture, you know, one of the worst in the league, actually. I, I mean, but you're, you're talking such finite numbers when it comes to tight ends, you, you know, average points per game, the Colts would give up, you know, 9.5 points a game chiefs give up 10.4, but that's chiefs are still worst in the league and the Colts are fifth worst in the league with those numbers. So you're talking about, you know, from, from fifth to 10th is maybe four points a game. So it's not a huge difference here, but they haven't been great. Uh, I'm pretty sure they've given up the most receptions and I think the most yardage to tight ends on the season the Colts have. Um, If I'm – wait, I'm trying to remember numbers. Give me a second. I'm pretty sure they've given up 100 free receptions and I want to say like 1,190-something yards so far to tight ends. Yeah, that that's among, that would be among the worst in the league, then. Yeah, yeah, that's so. So yeah, they're, they're, you know he's definitely in play here. They're going to have a, a you know a game plan to try and take him out, but man, it's just so hard to do. He's so talented. To, he can have a he, have now that I think, he can have a big game, Jim. He could have a big game. Absolutely, I think both of these tight ends have a chance to have a big game this week. Ebron and him. Uh, like I said, Kansas City's giving up a bunch of points to the position too. Eric Ebron number, Jim, is sitting at 46 and a half. I, I have to think he goes over, although that number is tight with, you know, the up and down we've seen with Ebron this year. But, I again, if I'm thinking, if the game goes the way I'm thinking, I, th- I, have, I think he have to, has to go over. You want some Dontrell Inman love this week? Sure. Three three touchdowns in a row, three games with touchdowns in a row. I like Dontrell. 40 and a half is the, is the prop. Ooh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I wish it was a touchdown. These, these guys are so damn easy. Uh, I mean, so damn good at what they do. They, it they don't, right they don't, they um, don't sleep, Jim. Yeah, I hear you, Corey. Neither do I, but I'm not. Still can't pick it that well. <laughs> um, I, you know what? I, I think he goes over because I, I think they're going to need him to. All right, I like that call right there. The wide receiver with the highest prop total on the day is T. Y. Hilton. Eighty-eight and a half is the number for T. Y. Hilton. I'm going over. You know, everybody saw always not practice. He hasn't practiced you know, in a month. He ain't practicing. T.Y. Hilton don't need to practice. You know, the fact that he keeps getting on the field and, you know, having good games. Now, he didn't have a great game last weekend, but they didn't need him to. Um, in this case, that's not going to happen. They're going to need him to in this game. Um, and, you know, everybody's saying, oh, you know, Eric Berry's going to be on. I don't care who's on him. Um, I don't you know, care. With, with but Dion Sanders on him. Yeah, really. It doesn't matter to me either. So I think he goes over with that. Um, so there you go right there. Those are some of the big ones right there. Um, anything anybody else you're interested in, Jim? Chester Rogers, no. 
Uh, well, you know, I mean, if you're talking DFS, some of these guys have some value. You want to, you know, take a real flyer on some of these guys. And, uh, you what know, Naheen, I, I, Naheen, Hines. I, I do like Hines. Um, Hines rushing I, and receiving this week is 30, 39.5. Rushing and I'm receiving. Take the over. Like I said, I'm going to take the over. They didn't need him that last week. They got off to an early start. Um, I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought they'd have trouble running against Houston. That didn't happen. And they didn't need Naheem Hines because Mack was doing a great job killing the clock. Um, this week, I think they're going to need all hands on deck. And Naheem Hines is one of those guys for me. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not saying he's going to have a monster game. But right now on, on, uh, on DraftKings, I think he's at 3300 bucks. So, I, you know, I, I'm thinking we got a good chance here to get him at least three times that uh, in points. So I, I think he's a valuable play this week. 844-843-6879. Got telephone lines open right here at Fancy Football Frenzy. Getting you ready for a division round of the 2019 playoffs. A lot of people say the division round is the best weekend of football. I hope that is the case this weekend because I'm really looking forward to it, getting pumped up and hyped up. Don't forget, you want to lay it down in some daily fantasy sports, either DraftKing or FanDuel. Head on over right now to DailyRoto.com. Get a special discount going on right now over at DailyRoto.com. Lineup optimizer. Also, if you want to hop in, some NBA, some PGA. Also, you get all those same uh, great tools, projections, algorithms, the whole thizzing. You know what I'm saying? Promo code you can use right now is GOLF19. I do know that one is active. Come back on the other side. We'll get into some player props with the Cowboys and Rams. And plus, I'll tell you about an interesting uh, conversation I saw last night between Deion Sanders and Peter King. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Dad, what are you doing? Cramming for college. I'm the one going to college. Yeah, but we need to figure out how we're going to pay for it all. Discover Student Loans. Discover does student loans? Yeah. They're one of the top student loan lenders in the country. It takes 15 minutes or less to apply, and there are no fees for the life of the loan. Best of all, I can earn cash rewards if I get good grades. Really? Yeah. We still have time to apply and get a great rate. So I can just chill. College kids still say that, right? No one says that, Dad. Really? Yeah. Visit discoverstudentloans.com to apply today. Limitations apply. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com slash hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source com score total visits. The morning after. Right? Daniel doesn't suck as much as people make him out to. He's, I disagree with that. He's a mediocre average quarterback. You look at his numbers, Carl. I know you don't believe in numbers and facts, but if you look at Daniel's numbers. <laughs> look, show me a 4,000-yard season. Dude, it's not fantasy football, Corey. That's how you judge quarterbacks, 4,000 no, yards. Season. You judge quarterbacks by how they win football games. For that, when you trash Dak Prescott. I don't trash Dak Prescott. You do. I, I do. You do. I don't. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Yeah. 
Fancy Football Friends, the FNTSY Radio, the exec and task getting it in, taking you up to the top of the hour. A little bit later on at day, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, Redhead, Cam Stewart, and of course the is this Raiders. An actual, is this an actual song? This is a great T.I. jam right here. And it starts with that god-awful whistling? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I know birds that whistle better than that. Oh, stop it, Jim. This is actually the jam right here. Uh, I, the rest of it's okay. It's yeah, you just don't like the, you don't, much, you don't like the, the whistle. The whistling was pathetic. <laughs> hey, well, the gym don't like the whistle. Now we got that figured out. I don't mind good whistling. That just wasn't good whistling. You like uh, Annie whistling. Wasn't that Ooh. Annie? Didn't they whistle in Annie on Knock Life? No. I don't know. Uh, don't know, bud. <laughs> my, 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 my brain is starting to slow down. <laughs> Andy Griffin, thank you very much for voting. Vona's got a good, strong oh, brain. Andy Griffin, yeah. yeah, that's good whistling. You know, somebody who knows how to whistle. Whoever did that on the on that record doesn't have a clue what the hell they're doing. Well, it probably was chopped up and synthesized whistling. Yeah, probably. Um, so last night, I, I was at on the NFL Network. There you go, Andy There Griffin. you go, that's whistling. That's a whistle right there. That is a whistle. The Andy Griffith Show. Andy Griffith Show. Starring Andy, Andy Griffith. Griffith. <laughs> Pretty simple. Um, so I was watching, and I was getting ready for the basketball last night, and NFL Network was on in the background. It was one of them stupid shows. Um, they normally have good programming. Is on that NFL all they Network. have? <laughs> really, yeah, I, 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 I think they have, they have good programming. I can't wait till the Senior Bowl practices start. I really get into that. So I, I don't think they ever have a good program on that show really, except you, the games. You, really, you don't like the NFL <laughs> Network programming, Jim? You're not a fan of Stacey uh, that Dales? morning show is the joke. Can't stand that morning jo- show. I mean, uh, I like Nate Burleson, but outside of that, you know, all those shows, that, even the ones that are doing the pregame shows now before the games, I, I mean, they've gotten so ridiculous. Everybody's got to come up with these new corny things. You know what? Sit down and talk freaking football. Stop putting on all the costumes. Stop doing all the crap. You know, just talk football. All right, well, there, there you go. There goes program director Jim Day. Um, There was a whole bunch of people on this show. I think, what was the name of the joint? Was it called First and Ten or something like that, whatever? Or, I don't know. Deion Sanders was on it. So they brought in Peter King to talk about the Pro Bowl selections and Peter King's snub of, of uh, Antonio Brown because Antonio Brown didn't play that last game, more or less was AWOL on his teammates. And then Deion Sanders gets up there shucking and driving, talking about, well, Mike Tomlin knew Brown wasn't going to be there at those practices. And then, my, then Peter King was like, well, if he knew, then why did he send him home on game day? And then Deion was like, well, that's where the discrepancy comes in at. And I'm looking at Deion Sanders like, dude, you, you don't know what the hell you're talking about, number one. Number two, take that stupid-ass hat off. Stop the shucking and the jiving. And number, I'm just tired. Of, I'm, not a, I'm, not a, I'm not a big Deion Sanders fan. Right Now, I found it interesting that Peter King, I, think, I felt like if Peter King was ambushed when he came on. Jim, do you stand with King taking Brown off the ballot, led the receivers in touchdowns, taking him off his, off his all-pro ballot because of that last week, not being a no, quote-unquote team really. player? Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of that. Look, the Pro Bowl is a joke anyway. Um, what about the, the all the pro entire, team? I mean, yeah, the all, the pro, all team. pro team is a totally different thing. I mean, I mean, but that's, that's, what, that's what it is. The all pro team. Okay. That's what it was. The all pro team is different. And, you know, I, I hate the fact that Brown 
basically quit on his team in a must-win game. I absolutely do. But the fact of the matter is he, he was still, you know, one of the best wide receivers in the game all season long. Um, and you just can't take him that away from him for one game. I, I don't I don't like that at all. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know me. I wasn't happy with what he what Brown did. Yeah. But he still had a great season, and you can't take that away from him. You know, when, when you start getting into, you know, are we talking about the numbers when we, when we get to this, or are we talking about everything else? Well, then you can scrap half the team. So, yeah. No, so yeah. almost every one of these guys has something you could hold against him. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think that's Peter King's job to do that, because when in doing that, I think Peter King makes the story about him. See what well, I'm that's saying? What Peter King does the best. Does the best what? He makes the story about him. Yeah, no, exactly. He makes a story about him. That's exactly what he did. So if it's, it's almost like you are pointing the finger at Antonio Brown, gonna take him off of your um gonna take him off of your ballot because he's selfish and stand, you know, and, and grandstanding. But then you put out a press release, more or less going on a press tour about taking Antonio Brown off of the off of the, your all pro ballot. In essence, Jim, he's doing the same thing as Antonio Brown. <laughs> well, look, it, it, you know, it, first of all, it's his right. If he wants no to take doubt. the guy off the ballot, that's his ballot. He can do what he wants. Do we have to uh, know but, about it, though? Well, not to the way he does it. Exactly. Uh, and and I, I feel that way a lot with him. You know, he, like you said, he, he likes to turn stories around. So people are talking about what he's talking about on those stories. And, you know, hey, that's what th- these guys get paid to do. We see it all the time. Uh, Stephen A. Smith is one of the worst in the world. At hey, that. Jim, don't do that. It, he is. Stephen A. Smith is great. Stephen A. Smith is great? Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, let, let, let's, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, you disagree with that, Jim? I, I, you know what? I, look, are you I, looking I for like... knowledge? When, you, when you're watching a sports show, are you looking for knowledge or are you looking to be entertained? I'm looking for knowledge. And that that's probably why I'm not entertained is because I'm looking for knowledge. I get that. And he's yeah. not a person you, you look to knowledge for. Not he's a person not you, not you want histrionics. You want him to go, oh, oh the, the sky is falling. That's what you get him for. Yeah. You make a lot of money talking about the sky is falling, though, Jim. Hey, hey I, there's a lot of people out there make a lot of money doing stupid stuff in this world. Yeah. Oh, it's, I think I'm up in Look this. at Little Wayne. You saw that crazy Cody hat on the other night? Oh, uh, it did. Yeah, kidding me? If I would have had a BB gun, Jim, <laughs> Jim, don't get yourself in no trouble. <laughs> I want to go through the second round right no quick. No talent, little. Little Wayne is a beast. Back, back but before he oh, got on drugs on. real bad. Before he got on drugs real bad, Jim, he was real good. Send me a link of the song you think is the best one he's ever done, and I'll listen to it. Oh, I, and I, I then I'll, some I'll let you know you. what I think. I might okay. not send it tonight, but I'll send it at some point. I'm going to send it tonight, You'll though, forget Jim. if you don't send it tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> and, and that's no digging you, because that would be the same thing with me. If I don't do it right away, I'm going to forget. <laughs> I'm looking through my emails right now, like, oh, my God, I got to email this kid back. <laughs> hey, so, Jim, we uh, got this little mock draft going. I want to run through some of the interesting picks for you um, of some of these uh, players and where they went at. You're in the draft, so you already know what I'm talking about. Nick Chubb went with the 13th overall pick on the one-two turn. He went before David Johnson. Yeah, I love Chubb, but no. <laughs> I can't, no. Look, look the, the problem is, 
And look, he's a great running back, and he's going to put up excellent running numbers. But until they learn to get him more involved in the passing game, you can't draft him that high. Because as soon as – if there's any time they're ever out of game, then he, he's going to be lost in the shuffle because he doesn't catch enough passes. Get him in, into a place where he's catching more passes. And I'm not talking he has to catch 80 passes a year, but if he catches you know 45, maybe 50 passes a year, then he starts – creeping up into that ranks. But, I mean, I, I got David Johnson at, you know, what, the seventh pick of the second round. I, I thought that was gravy. Yeah, no, I was going to take DJ. But I was like, let me go grab double wide receiver. I started Mike Thomas, Tyreek Hill. Uh, Smith Schuster goes wait, with Wait, the- wait, that's the, the question I have for you, though. Mike Thomas over Devontae Adams? Or did you just forget about Devontae Adams? Because I, I, I know you want to pick quickly. I forgot about Devontae Adams. Fair enough. <laughs> that's why I don't like doing spreadsheet drafts because you know the names aren't always in your head especially right after the season just ended you know what i'm saying yeah, <laughs> yeah it's kind of like now i got oh now i gotta scramble whatever but now nah, i'm having a good time with it smith schuster goes eighth overall eighth overall not in the eighth round not the eighth <laughs> wide receiver eighth you know what uh, that's that's davis getting everybody to talk about davis i think so too making his picks i mean look he goes and grabs the the you know, what will be the rookie running back in this round, Damian Harris. Now, hey, no smoke against Damian Harris. He could be very good in this league, but until we know where he lands and what team. Yeah. Could, yeah, Dallas right. could draft him, and then he's irrelevant. <laughs> like yeah. Dallas won't draft him, but you get what I'm saying. Right. So, you know, again, a lot of times get this with, with mock drafts like this is people people want people discussing the draft to talk about their picks, and that's what they're doing. And, you know, I, I get it. I, you know, I get it. But I, I can't do it. Odell Beckham, yeah. uh, late uh, fifth, uh, seventh pick of the second round. Yeah, went right behind David Johnson. Yep. Uh, you know, we, nobody's going to contest how good Odell is. But the fact of the matter is he's missed 16 out of his last 32 games. That is true. That's just tough to get past. That is true. Uh, Dalvin Cook in the third round. I love Dalvin Cook. Man, I was sitting here salivating saying, oh, man, come on. I don't care if I start three three running backs. If Dalvin Cook is still there at my pick, I'm going to go nuts. Uh, but, no, Brandon grabbed him in, in the third round. Look, that's about where we're going to see him this year. There's no way he's going in the first round. Maybe late second. At the end of the second, we may see people taking him. But, you know, that's the good thing. If you're still a believer, then you're going to get value on him this year. Again, as long as he could stay healthy, we need to see that. But the year he does, and you grab him in the third round, you're going to be, you know, your team is going to the championship. I, I didn't know that's that's excellent value right there. Three tight ends going the first three rounds: Zach Ertz, not in any particular order. Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey, and not Rob Gronkowski. Jim George Kittle, who was selected by you in round three. Oh yeah, man! With the year that Kittle had this year, I mean, just off the charts. Uh, you know. Uh, led the league in yards after contact by a big margin. You know, broke uh, Travis Kelsey's two-hour-old record for most receiving yards by a tight end uh, in the same week. You know, I just this kid, this kid has just had a, a monster year after having a good finish last year. So, you know, everybody's saying, "Oh, well, you know, you don't know if he's going to do that with Jimmy Garoppolo." Well, he did already. Uh, I'm not worried about that. This kid is a big part of this game plan. That's going to stay that way. There's not, you know, changing that. And even all the wide receivers on this team were hurt, and everybody knew they were going to throw to Kittle, and they still couldn't stop him. The only person on this team that could stop Kittle was the coach. Yeah. He needed five yards to get a record, and the guy doesn't give him a chance for five yards. Uh, Man, that pissed me off. <laughs> it had me up too, Jim. I feel you on that one because I had him that day. I could have used those extra points. I got eliminated that week. 
when he went off like that because they just didn't give him the ball to get those points. So that was tough. Uh, Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks, two Rams receivers going to third round. I think a healthy Cooper Cup has a breakout year next year, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup's been playing outstanding. And, you know, as long as he gets back healthy with no setbacks, I agree that he's going to be right up there. And I wouldn't be surprised if he goes in the next round, even with the injury. Third round, pick nine, Phil Lindsay. Uh, again, another solid pick. The kid had an awesome year. I don't see any reason to believe that he doesn't do it again. I, I know everybody's still thinking uh, the rookie from this year is going to be the guy. But, you know, at this point, there's no reason to push Philip Lindsay aside to, just because you drafted this guy and he didn't live up to expectations. 844-843-6879. Let's hit some of these player props right quick. Jarrett Goff passing yards, Jim. The number is 278.5. Ooh, uh, man. Um, you know what? I, I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under. I, you know, he, he's had a lot, lot of struggles last month. His defenses have taken away those deep passes. Now, I, I, I do think Sean McVay finds a way around that. I'm just not, not sure that's going to lead to a huge game by Jared Goff. I like you like the Cowboys in this game, Jim. I, I do. I like all the underdogs this week, actually, with the points. Uh, I think all four of them. I'm not saying they all win, but with those points, I think all four of them cover. Dak Prescott, 242 and a half. 242 and a half. Uh, Blake Jones really beat up with the foot. Uh, yeah. Cowboys, Cowboys. Oh, Beasley beat is pretty yeah. beat up. Yeah. Beasley's beat up and Jones beat up. Um, you know, I. I if he does that, it's going to be on the back of Cooper and Zeke. We know that. Uh, oh, man. I, I think I'm taking the under, but I think he still has a good game. I think he throws multiple touchdowns. I just don't think he throws for a ton of yards. Rushing yards for Dak Prescott, 16 and a half. Give me the over. Yeah, so, you know, I, I mean, it, it's so hard to bet under on 16 and a half. It just is. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you, you kind of feel silly doing that. Uh, Zeke Elliott rushing yards, 97 and a half. Man, oh, uh, I, I, I think he goes over that. I, I do. I think they're going to rely on him heavily. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. He's looking at, you know, 30-plus touches in this game. I know. He, he's got to if they want to advance an NFC Championship game. Uh, let's start to get some of these wide receivers. Robert Woods sitting at 75 and a half. Oh, uh, man. Look, if I think Goff's going to be under, I think I have to go Woods under as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Brandon Cooks, 62 and a half. I think Cooks goes over. I think he has a shot at a big, you know, a, one or two big plays. I agree with you. Uh, and, and that's what they're going to need from him. And if that, I, I, if he hits that, I think he goes over. Uh, Josh Reynolds, 41 and a half. Yeah, that's a shoot. <laughs> um, Leave it alone, really. Yeah, I, I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. But if I did... I'd probably take the under. Let's get in the Dallas Cowboy wide receiver, Michael Gallup. Sort of rookie make some big plays last week. No Alan Hearns, obviously. John went banged up. You got a banged up uh Blake. I mean, you got a banged up John when you got a banged up Cole Beasley. I really like Michael Gallup over 34 and a half. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. They're gonna need him to be because uh, it can't be all Cooper all day. 
because, um, you know, that's what the defense is waiting for. They're going to be out there, you know, probably running guys over and under on Cooper pretty much all day. They need Gallup to step up and, and, and make some big plays here. Yeah, Gallup, you're not a rookie no more, son. It's time to play ball for real now. So, And, Dak, you make sure you get the ball to him. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott receiving yards, 38 and a half. Over. 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 You, said that, you said that easily. Oh, yeah, easily. I, I mean, that, that's got to be one of the best bets on the board. Ezekiel, I mean, it's going to be Amari Cooper receiving yards, 65 and a half. Over. All right. Uh, and then Ezekiel Elliott rushing and receiving 134.5. Again, I, I think it's going to be over. I think he's going to touch the ball at least 30 times. I think he goes over that number. Jim, let me ask you this. What would you say was is the strength of the Los Angeles Rams? <sighs> wow. Uh, they got a lot of strengths. That defensive line is probably their biggest strength. But they can be beat if you run right at them. Really? Um, yeah. If you run right at them, you know, they're, they're, they move so quick that if you run right at them, they're, they're looking at other alternatives. They're, you know, doing a lot of twists and, and, you know, changeovers on that line that if you run right at them, you can beat them that way. Um, but, you know, that's going to be the thing. Do they want to go right at them is going to be a, a harder game plan. But I think that's the best thing to do. All right, there you go. That's Fancy Taz, Jim Day. He'll be back with y'all tomorrow right here on the Fancy Football Frenzy. I'll be out. Catch y'all on the Frenzy on Monday, Sunday afternoon, though. Or Sunday morning, rather. Be here at Lineup Block Live, and then we'll take you into the Sunday wild card games. I mean, excuse me, the Sunday division round games. Fancy Football Frenzy, Goon Squad. We out. Enjoy the weekend.